Welcome. I welcome you. The ran out of talent. Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up the freestyles just for you tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything, just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the ball on top, you're gonna be gonna talk about it. So better be ready for that. Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr. And with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Not too mad. I said yeah. mad. I meant bad. Yeah, it sounds um, like a shit situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, a pretty shitty day turned into a pretty literal shitty night. Yeah. Man. Good, night to, good night to crack open a champagne and... Yeah, if um, dogs were bigger jerks, they would be extinct. Oh my god, yeah, they would. Yeah. So um, tonight's episode is going to be a little fractured. I gotta go bring Joey to karate. Joe three to karate. Sorry, I don't know where I just paused. I just accidentally hit the pause. All right. So, anyways, tonight's uh, episode is going to be a little bit fractured up a little bit. I'm gonna have to hit pause for. About 15 minutes while I bring Joe 3 to karate. And then um, I'll be back and we'll continue recording. But you won't notice. But, yeah, if I kind of lose my place, that is why. All right. I'll, um, try, to, I'll try to keep track. Yeah. Uh, let's start talking about, um, talking about the Worlds. Because last time we recorded, it was just... Um, we were just making predictions and all that. They just done their first day of practice, baby. Something like that. Um, Something like that. So from what I've heard, I don't want to make accusations against a lot of people, but from what I heard, every... Uh, and I'm not going to say... I, I'm going to say most people, regard even doesn't matter what their tire sponsors were, we're running hot race. Everybody except for the AKA guys. Um, so they kind of, I don't know, got permission from their sponsor maybe or went behind their back. But um, Cole Ogden kind of blew that wide open. It's kind of interesting. Because um, what else was kind of interesting, you know, Tebow was in it for a while. But all of a sudden, he said the AKA tires fell off, but Davide never fell off. Makes a guy wonder what was on, you know. Anyway. So, yeah. um, Freaking A. The main, though, it was pretty damn good, dude. I thought thought Ronald Falk was going to pull that one off. What, I mean, did you watch any of it? I watched uh, a little bit of replay of it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched um, 
mainly the highlights because we were at heydays when the final was being ran. Right. Um. Yeah, God, I was. I thought I was going to be right too when I said last week uh, Juan Carlos Canas was going to win. He finished third. So, no man, it was a good world's, but it, always a lot of controversy. Um, a couple drivers got DQ'd for uh, their gas tank, fuel tank. A lot of drivers got DQ'd because they didn't fit in the box properly. Uh, that was during qualifying, though. I think they got that all situated before the finals. I sure hope so. But the controversy behind that was they switched the box. They didn't use the same box the entire event. No? No. But I've been at events to where... I've been at local events to where a lot of fuckery will happen like that. I've been to events where the owner of the track will switch a voltage meter on everybody. Really? Oh, yeah. So you check on one voltage meter, you're good. You check on the next voltage meter, you're .05 over and you're DQ'd. Wow. Yeah. It's funkiness, man. The things they do to give their guys a leg up. Because... There's no good reason to change that box except for malice. Right. Yeah. But you were right. You took the safe bet, and you were right. Ungaro won. I was pretty psyched uh, when I saw that. Yeah, man. He drove the hell out of the car. Ronald Falk comes from 11th all the way up to 2nd. He was on a mission. A man... <laughs> a man with a goal was on a mission. So I listened to the No Name RC podcast today, and from what I understand was Ronald Falk was just bummed out. And that's what extreme winners are. I mean, you most people would be maybe not ecstatic, but satisfied for second. Mm-hmm. But he was on the driver's stand with his head down, just bummed out. And it's like, JQ went up to the driver's stand, whispered something to him. JQ doesn't remember much of that night because immediately after the final, he just started pounding tequila. (laughs) But, um, yeah, man, he, I mean, that's just, I don't know. That would be a weird feeling to be bummed out about a second after coming from 11th. Yeah, I for surely would be. Right. I know I've I felt that a couple of times. Yeah. I knew I had the speed but couldn't really fulfill it. Yep. Uh Juan Carlos Canas took third with the S Works. I wonder if he had the H B rear end on it. The Swerks. Yep. Uh then is Mayfield fourth, Tessman fifth, Bruno Coelho sixth. The Killich brothers, both of them made it to the final uh Burkan took seventh, Ricardo Bertone eighth, Cole Ogden ninth, Johnny Skidmore tenth, Marco Baruffalo eleventh, Dakota Fenn twelfth, and Burak Kilich thirteenth. Do you know what Fenn broke? Mm, not off the top of my head. Because there's no way in hell that he just ran in twelfth. 
No, there's no. Yeah, I yeah, I could believe that. Yeah, because he was up there in qualifying the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Top five-ish. Um, I know he was put into the LCQ because he busted in a semifinal. I don't know what happened in the main. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope it was, I know in one of the mains it was like an A-arm. I mean, that happens. That happens to the best of everybody. Yes. Um, so this one was weird. The, this, um, this world's. So to go in the world's, and get I heard this on the No Name Marcy podcast. You needed um, a lanyard and a wristband, and if you didn't have both of those, there was security there, dude. Um, there's all kinds of security. It had something to do with the fuel, because European countries are crazy about nitro fuel. Um, I think. I think they had uh, security there, so there's some weird nitro fuel lot where I think they have to have like 14%. Really? Yeah, anything above that, they had higher security. Like a lot of guys were running 25% and all that. But yeah, it had something to do with the fuel. Um, Dagani had the police called on him because he juked one of the security guards. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I find it funny too, but it's a little bit of a bummer though because it's so, you know, they have the banquet after. Yep. And all, so if you were there, you got one ticket, but if you wanted to have anybody join you to the banquet is like 30 extra bucks. It's like you already paid a shitload in um, entry fee, and then they're charging you extra to have a guest at the banquet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just shady. If Mar does shady shit, I don't know. It's not about the racers at all. But it was a beautiful track. I do have to say that. That if Mar had absolutely nothing to do with. Do you know that if Mar president was even there? No. I have Mar President. The Nitro Buggy Worlds is the biggest worlds in the world. I mean, you could argue the 10th scale, but A scale's got to beat. They really do. Right. By, by, by a little bit. Not by a lot, but by a little bit. And if Mar President, he, he couldn't be bothered. Wow. I, I mean, dude, that's saying something. I I don't know. We always say that it's um time to it's always time to get like, you know, redo these organizations, all that stuff, but nobody ever does. Mm-hmm. And I really do think it's time to do something here. Right. Cause it's at this point, it's not for the racers anymore. Jeff Parker, he's the one that wasn't there. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, Very true. 
Did you see the wings that they're running at the Worlds? Yeah, they're uh, they're a new wing nowadays, aren't they? Yeah, they're ugly as shit, so they better work well. They seem to be. Uh, Beta has one, and J Concepts has one coming out. Um, like if you follow Tyler Jones on Facebook, he's got one on his car. Yep. Uh, that's a J-Con version. Yeah, I mean, it better work if it looks like that. It better work. I'm guessing it does. I bet that's a, a really good high-speed wing. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's kind of like the cab-forward bodies. The cab-forward bodies, to me, are still ugly as sin, but they work, so we use them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the old European... Well, it's not even European style. They just called it European style after a while. Um, have you seen any anything else? Agama, I think Lee Martin was running the Agama prototype. Somebody was. Yeah, I was going to say something about that. Somebody was running a very odd-looking car. Well, that Agama, that's... <laughs> It's not a prototype anymore. Well, it's the final prototype, and it's going to be put into production. And I think it will... They got to develop it more. They can't just give up on it. You know, there's been a lot of inverted shock situations before in the past, but it's like... They give it one shot, and then it doesn't work. They don't develop it, and they go out of business, or they go back to too traditional. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that go through three generations, and then I bet it will become the norm. They just got to develop it. Right. Um. I don't think it, I bet it would be really good on that track too because it was smooth and high grip. It looked like a lot of fun, to be honest. Oh, yeah. So, like, Dakota Fenn got the fastest lap of like 49 seconds. Guys like you and I would be probably over a minute. At least. Yeah. But, shit. I mean, I always tell Beth, like, like I've I've tried to mask it. It's like, hey, you know, it would kind of be fun to go to Valencia, Spain. She's like, why? What RC tracks there? It's just immediately. It's like, yeah, I'd only want to spend one day there. <laughs> <laughs> just one day. Just one day. Just give me one day. Yeah, and then we can do the rest of the vacation. Um. So, yeah, that's the world's bum that Seth didn't go. There's, yeah. Tyler Jones, I don't believe, went either. He didn't. Yeah, they, I I think it was, was it DNC? Wait, what was the race? He just treated him like total garbage. I think that was uh... DNC. I believe it was DNC. Yeah, where, you know, you have the team in the big tent and they told Tyler and Seth go sit in the corner. I think so. Yeah. That's uh, not a good thing. 
different topic, different day. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, speaking of different topics, oh, man, we got about three minutes. Is there anything we can cover in three minutes? Uh, don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. Um, yeah, I'll pause it here, and maybe I can get Joey to karate a little bit early. Uh, I got to, I, I have to make sure his gi is on because when I started this podcast, he was on the Oculus and dude, that's like crack to a kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Time I, for my fat ass to go make me some food, throw the comforter in the dryer and wait for you to get back while I fill out this application. Nice. Something. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll be back in no time. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, I figure that's about enough world's coverage. Um, yeah, anyway, I think next world's is going to be in the U.S., and that's going to be awesome. So let me pull out my notes. Oh, before we get into MNRC, you want to talk um, FTR and heydays because that was before MNRC? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you sound so excited. Oh, actually, I was really pleased with how that one went. Yeah. Um. So, how did FTR go? Um. I it was the same layout. It was a two day race. Um. A little bit low on entries. I was kind of wondering why, because heydays didn't have much either. Do you think it's just end of the year type deal? Pretty much. God, it sucks. Because two, it sucks having two events on the same weekend. But you think we'd have um, a good showing for at least one of them. Um, I'm looking here. Do you see? Uh, there it is. There's a few full throttle RC raceways. Sean was the first. Lots of people like to cut. Be other people in the RC world. See, Why don't you make a song out of that? I should. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Let's go to eBuggy. Um, Carter Gosh was running eBuggy, huh? Yeah, I believe that's that eBuggy you won at the 510 at the New Year's party last year. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, Alan Smith won that, followed by Clayton Cart, Luca, and Keith Vanderheide in third. So, were you not running it? Nope. I just brought one vehicle with me. Yeah, it looks like you won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, do you keep the gearbox? I obviously kept the gearboxes in the truck. Yeah, it wasn't actually the gearbox that broke on me up at Duluth. It was the rod end that pulled out. That's happened a couple times to you, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, that kind of sucks when you have a chronic problem like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I think the reason why that was happening is because I had my endpoint set too high. Yeah. I mean, so were you, like, a lot of people have different food for thoughts. I go until the dual rate stops and I turn it down one click. 
Some people go till the dual rate stops and they turn it up one click so it overextends a little bit. What do you I'd do? Rather, I'd rather have it underextend than overextend. Well, me too, because it saves a servo, but I've seen really fast guys turn it all the way up and like go one click and watch the whole thing just overextend a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some guys can't get enough steering. Sometimes I'm one of those guys, though. If there's grip, I can't get enough steering. Really? Yeah. I I want... <laughs> it's funny. So Ryan Greening and I, we used to talk on here all the time. It's like, we used to do about the same lap times at Mini Truggy, but we had way different trucks. We couldn't drive each other's vehicles. <laughs> He'd be putting mine in the two inside tube. I'd be putting his in the outside tube. His truck didn't steer at all. <laughs> I need my car to be like a 12 scale. Uh, let's look at Nitro Buggy. Clayton Kartluka won that, followed by Sean Van Dalen in second, and Alan Smith in third. Awesome job. Um, that we, was a fun race to watch, by the way. I bet. Um, I can God, I want to see what Sean's going to come up next year with next year for a layout because he's been coming up with some fun ones. And I kind of like how he's been building one layout and just leaving it. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, maybe change up one little thing here and there if you get bored, but a good layout can stay for an entire season, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, Heydays, basically, it was just an exhibition. I mean, there's results, but why? You know what I mean? Was there a truggy class, or there was, was it just buggy and truggy? There was uh So Saturday we had six buggies and then three or four truggies, so we ran them separately. Oh. Um, that was a blast. And, dude, it got a crowd. Saturday it was a record-breaking day for people. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't go to the swap meet myself because anybody who knows anything about heydays, all the good swapping is done uh, Friday morning between the swappers, and none of us really have any chance to get anything good. Mm -hmm. Except for one guy. So one guy got a fifth scale Lozy DBXL. He got two of them, excuse me, he got two of them for $1,600. I'm glad that they were not 5Bs or I would have bought. The DBXL is just a tick below the 5B um, for fist scales. And the dude bought one down in the swap meet, brought it up in his wagon and came up and raced. First time even driving a car in years. He came up and raced the final with Tony Swenson with the fist scale. Nice. Yeah. Um, yes. Like I said, though, Saturday, man, I you couldn't move in the place. Um, it was just so packed. It was fun. And then um, Sunday, we got a group of fist scales together. Rob Logan tried getting this um, HPI Baja truck. Not not the buggy, but the truck going and he got, he bought one for cheap and he got it going, but he did like a lap or two with it and then blew out the weird clutch. 
so he didn't end up racing. So it was me, Tony Swenson, and Sarah. And it was fun. So Keenan White always says Nitro is the glory. And if we want to get people, in, like normal outside people into RC, like get a, get, get a normal person to watch it like NASCAR on a Sunday, we need to put Nitro Buggy out there and all that. I'm going to have to disagree with him. He's wrong. Uh-oh. No, it's not bad, but he's wrong because I saw the crowds. Fist scales of glory. Fist scales of glory. It is. No, dude, You sh- the crowds, re- we had a bigger crowd. So we went out there with fist scale. Then we went nitro buggy, then nitro truggy, and then we had a bunch of slashes that we called Pro 2. Mm-hmm. So we went out with the fist scales, and the reactions were huge. People were having a blast after the races were done. They are coming up and asking us a lot of questions about them. A lot. Nitro Buggy, it had a good response, but not even nearly the same as the fist scale. And then Truggy, people are kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the thing about it is it's, um, so Saturday, Tony Swenson was out there by himself doing practice laps with his, uh, five T and people were just freaking out with him just doing laps. Really? Oh yeah. The crowd loved it. People were, you know, watching when a nitro buggy was out there doing practice laps and they're like, eh, but let's say if. Tony put his 5T out next to the A-scale buggy. They were watching the 5T. There is no question. Fist scales to glory, the end. <laughs> it's so much bigger. Yeah, exactly. Dude, bigger is better. <laughs> um, in, some, in, in certain circumstances, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about fist scale in a bit here. But, um, you know, I know it'll never be super popular um, especially in the United States, and it's not because of cost. People are like, oh, it's so expensive, it's so expensive. Well, if the company, like, let's say Techno made one, oh, they'd sell a lot. Same with Team Associated, same with HB. If somebody's favorite company made a fist scale, they would have one in a heartbeat. But unfortunately, the only people to really make competitive fist scales are um, Lozy and there's uh, one European brand. Connie Svensson from House of RC gave me the, I forget what he said. I should look, but I'm not going to. But uh, there's only like two trucks and only one of them's mainstream in the United States. So that's the reason it'll never be popular, but it is still the most fun I've ever had. And we could get it popular locally. So, anyway, yeah. Um, MNRC was this weekend. I thought you were gonna come. Hey, you were gonna come race. You were there Friday, and then you went big car racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went. Uh, I was at Cedar Lake Speedway. Yeah. Uh, every day since Wednesday. How was that? It was a lot of fun. I uh. One of my buddies just got into it. Yep. This year is his first year driving, so 
it's kind of cool to go out there and help him and see how much he's progressed since the beginning of the year. So is he a millionaire of some kind? No. It's all uh, his dad pays for all of it mainly. Ah. He just does all the upkeep and maintenance on it. Gotcha. Yeah, got to appreciate the hustle. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, for sure. if my old man got me a late model, I'd be ripping it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of my buddies, actually speaking of late models, um, this is what the racing community is about. Okay. So my, my buddy's name is Max. Yep. Friday night. Or was it Thursday night? I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. So Thursday night, or was it Friday night? I don't know. It was one of the two nights. Anyways, he ended up junking out his car. Yep. I mean, the whole right side suspension components were just gone. Frame was bent. Things were cracked. Things were broke. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Not even the next day, and he already had a new car. Really? One of his sponsors bought him a new car. A whole new car. A whole new car. Oof. That is so cool. And he had it put together and ready to go for to come racing on Saturday. That's cool. Um, do you wreck it again? <laughs> yeah, he didn't race it. I was going to say, do you wreck it again? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope, this weekend he is going down to... The uh, Jamestown Stampede in Jamestown, North Dakota. Oh, yeah. There's a good A-scale RC track up there, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I've... I have a weird complex about receiving expensive things. I think I've talked to a, talked about it on here before. But, like, when Beth bought me the 5T for my 40th birthday... I felt really weird about it for a month. Really? I felt guilty and weird. I don't know why. I I just... I, I always have the feeling that... Obviously, with my wife, there's no strings attached. Obviously. Right. But I always feel like there's strings attached. Always. I don't know what it is. I expect mean expensive gifts, man. I just feel, I don't, I I almost feel like dog shit when I get it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's. I have the opposite feeling you should have when you get an expensive gift. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know. So anyway, um, so we all collectively decided that um. Dave LaRue should be the track czar of all tracks in the region. Really? Oh, dude, he built an awesome layout. It was... I was out When I was out there on Friday, I took a couple of peeks at it. It didn't look that bad, but I really couldn't say much because I didn't drive on it. Dude, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Um, and obviously, so the rain, it always rains there every year at Rick's. And when it rains, the track grooves and the track, like, uh, last two rounds of qualifying in the mains, I was on uh, rehabs. But, yeah, it was really, the track was really good. Um, 
really tight ass section in there. My favorite was so was the outside of the track from in front of the driver's stand to the back. So you had a big a big double right in front of the driver's stand that he put chicken wire in front of the pit road so no cars went into the pits. Right. Um and then you had a sweeper to a little single and then you had this like weird pop double. So you popped a jump really hard and then you like floated over a double. That was like my favorite part of the track. It was an awesome layout. Like I said, Dave LaRue, he should build every track in the region. I think everybody came to that conclusion this weekend, though. I mean, we've always came, but this was an awesome track. Uh, 153 entries, I believe. So another good good round. Um, I ran 40-plus. It's super tight from third to 15th, basically. Um, in the third round of qualifying, so we were we were in the mid-30s for lap times, us older guys. Seth was getting down to, like, the 32s. Kyle was 32, 33, but 40-plus was in the mid-30s. I was putting on a run on round three that would have put me in the A-main, and my last two laps were a 41 and a 50. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was rough. So I started third in the B, made the A, took second in the B, and then flame out lap one. So I was just behind the whole damn thing. I don't know what happened. Um, I flamed out in one of the qualif, not during the qualifiers and one of the warm-ups, I'm like, huh, that was weird, and then it ran fine, and it ran... F- I cranked up the idle a little bit for the B main, just a little bit, and it's like I was coming into a slow corner. I got ass-packed into the tube, and um, my motor flamed out after that, and then it's like, that's weird that it didn't... Because it, it went an entire warm-up just fine. We were at the start of the race. It was like the end of the first lap it's not like right in the beginning is like the end of the first lap so the car was cleared out and it flamed i'll tell you what i am for 40 plus you're at a marked disadvantage with a buggy you really are Mm -hmm. i am gonna get a truggy next year because it's like a good example um when sean lapped me i let him buy right before the chicane I the one spot I had a truggy was that chicane. Like I had to let off through there. Um, while I was behind like Sean or any other truggy because I could maneuver it way better than them. But the second I was out of that chicane and in the bumpier areas of the track, I it just I fell flat on my face because I couldn't because I had to be careful and dance around some of the bumps. There weren't any real like divots, but there were a couple bumps that if you weren't careful, it'd kick your car sideways or put you into a tube, stuff like that. Hmm. So, um, yeah, next year I'm going to get a truggy for 40 plus. But anyway, uh, let's talk about um, e-buggy. 
Kyle Holmberg won that one, followed by Clayton Kartluka and Alan Smith in third. It was a really good battle. Um, Jordan Corton won the first main, and he just had a rough second main. He kept making his way up, and then he would tangle or he would get tangled with uh, some people or he would make a mistake, but dude, Jordan's getting fast. He's going to be running electric classes only next year to try something different. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Nitro buggy, Seth Van Dalen one, Kyle Holmberg second, Josh Ford third, another quick one by Josh. Um, yeah, it was a really tight battle to the line between Kyle Holmberg and Josh Ford. They just sent it on the last lap over that flyaway double because they just went. It was that was it for the season. So they're like, "All right, let's go for it." <laughs> uh, and then let's just uh, hit Truggy. Uh, Greg Bommel won that one. He, uh, Josh Ford second, and Drew Dock in third. But yeah, it was a great season. Um. What sucks about Minnesota racing is we could never go away, get out of it unscathed. Dumb shit always has to happen. We have the greatest facilities, and somebody's got to screw something up every once in a while. I feel like shots are about to be fired. No, dude. We're going to talk about it in questions. But there's an incident between... Um, Jeremy, I think I heard, I think I heard something oh, about yeah, this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Jeremy Simpson, Ben Sovacool, because, I don't know, man, Jeremy didn't feel like marshalling, but he had to marshal after his race. And Ben was calling him out, and then Jeremy, like, flicked him off, and then there's a F-U, F-U, leave type situation. And it's like, geez. Um, a sport, uh, family group of sportsman drivers that were pitted next to me packed up and left after that. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, They. Um, I borrowed them a transponder. They handed me back my transponder. I'm like, well, are you coming back for the mains tomorrow? They're like, nope. <laughs> We're staying home. Yeah, it's like, damn it. Um, Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> we, we can never get away from that BS. But uh, anyway, let's... Um, that's enough of results. Let's uh, start going through my notes. But before we go through notes, uh, if you'd like a ran out of talent t-shirt, go to pwrmerch.com. And in the search bar, write in ran out of talent. Get your ran out of talent t-shirt with the classic logo, the one Corey Hens designed. Or if you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast. <laughs> Uh, I love that yeah. one. I do too. So, um, the second we we're done recording, I think we might have talked about it a little bit, but the B74.2 came out. I think it came out the day after. It always happens the day after. It's got new gearboxes, new shocks, a couple new little things. It looks like a, you know, a uh, tweak on a great car. And I'm excited to get it. I put mine on pre-order before they announced it. Like, they put it on the webpage and then they announced it. Because I was watching the webpage like a crackhead. 
Mm-hmm. I put it on pre-order a good two hours before they announced it, so hopefully I'll get it soon. Um, yeah, because, well, I might not. I mean, I'm going to need it. <laughs> um, we talked about the toy box going to AstroTurf um, on the last episode. At that point, it was still a rumor. It is now true. Toy Box is going to AstroTurf. Dave LaRue will be building the jumps. I'm a big fan of the jumps he makes. He built the ones at Dollar Hobbies that are really good. They work very well. Uh, uh, Joe 3 is super excited. AstroTurf, dude, it was a big topic in the pits during the MNRC event. And there was a lot of that fear's the wrong word. A lot of confusion on how it works. It's I don't know, man. It's um it's a good thing. I'd and the type of turf they got, I would rather take a clay car and tweak it for carpet or tweak it for astroturf than take a carpet car and tweak it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see here. Um, I was on the Friday Five a couple weeks ago for J Concepts. I was pretty pumped about that. It's funny they did the interview months ago, but they, you know, they stack them up. It's like a bunch of worlds coverage, and my cars in between the worlds coverage. It was funny. Mm -hmm. Uh we talked about heydays. It was a blast. <sighs> Tim Smith did a really long Facebook Live. It seems like he's taken a step back from racing. Um, yeah, I don't blame him, man. I really don't. Because... Yeah. Dude, no prep. Yeah, they're playing within the rules, but guess what? They, they killed the spirit of it. They, they pissed in the mouth of the spirit of the class is what they all did. When they started getting to the one sixes and one fives, when you're going pro stock speed, you killed it. The point was for it to be a rubber tire class on an SCT chassis with a cool body. They were supposed to be, at best, a 2.2, 2.3 second car, at best. That was the original intention of no prep racing, to where you could go get a bunch of your friends and just go find a parking lot and race and have fun and do whatever. And it got way too serious, so they blew all the fun out of it. One five at 91 miles an hour is fucking ridiculous. A one five at 90 miles an hour? 91, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's not the same. And I hope the people who, I mean, they wrecked it. They're going to have a couple more good big races. But guess what? The guys who work their asses off to even get to the 2-0 mark are going to realize, I don't have a shot to win this race. I'm not going to spend the two grand to go to this race event. 
Because I think that's kind of half what screwed it up, too, was that very first Las Vegas race where he got 400 guys. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now they're racing for 20, 30 grand a clip. So, man, I look at these notes that I make before a race and I think about it after a race and I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that. So before the MNRC event, I'm like, I, I loathed doing the maintenance for the last event. I hated it. And so I'm, I did make, uh, a note saying I'm taking a step back from a scale racing and we're just going to do fifth scale racing. I did make that note, but I had so much fun this weekend that I'm not sure that that's going to be a deal anymore. I think I'm going to stick with A-scale. It's like once I get to the track, I have so much fun. But it's like getting to the track, oof, oof. Like I, I, I rage pack my truck. Like, seriously, uh, the words that come out of my mouth when I put my Ogio bag in and my pop-up and all that, it's like, ugh. <laughs> it's just Yo. pure rage. Then I get my pop-up and table set up and all that, and then I'm a happy guy for the entire weekend, and I'm having a ball. I think I got to find a way to take that rage portion out. I really do. Um. Because I was literally about ready to put everything on Facebook mar- Facebook Marketplace before I... But mm, now I'm good. Um, do you have anything else? No, not really. I've been just doing a lot of big car racing lately. Yeah, I know. You'll get back to the track this winter. We'll see. I might be doing uh, some big things next year. Oh, really? Big things with big cars. Big things with big cars. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll keep. You gotta let us know. Um, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. People will know. To, yeah. Uh, so, you're, are you gonna do like, uh, like a photo shoot, like uh, '80s uh, hair metal band? Are you gonna be like spread eagle on the hood of the car? Oh God, no. Oh come on. You know, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll I'll go buy an American flag speedo, <laughs> and I will wrap my car in the American flag, and I will do a photo shoot like that, just yes. for you. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see, Justin Dockin, and there's a thread underneath this, but we'll just read the initial questions because Justin Dockin and Matt Gundry had kind of the same similar questions, but Justin Dockin goes consequences on people that don't marshal when they should. This was my fault because I announced the penalties at round one what happens, and then I didn't do it again the rest of the year. First time, you lose a lap off your best run. Second time, you leave and you're done for the event, period. Those are the consequences. Um... And it should be cut and dry. 
I used to be a Travis Amescula fan until I saw him. I think this is 2009, 10 scale Nats. It's before he was with TQ Racing. He was with another brand. Because after, after he was with Losey, he would go with whoever paid him, and they were just poor cars. They were mm-hmm. never good. And he would get off the track with this car pissed off, and he told the officials basically, F you, take a lap. I don't care. It's like, oh, he should have gotten the boot after the second time. Right. And Matt Gundry was saying, as a relatively new person in the RC racing game two years, it's very disappointing and discouraging to see so many people that don't follow the rules. At what point can we say enough is enough and make these people accountable for their actions instead of allowing them to return and do the same thing over and over? To piggyback up that, what are we get? Uh, why are we still having a problem with marshals during practice? That's a big deal at most tracks. Well, um, everything should be controlled practice all the time. But the problem with that is you need somebody in the booth running it. Yeah. We had controlled practice Saturday morning once the driver's stand got busy and it worked out like a dream. Uh, we got a couple from uh, Mike Glider. What's your honest thoughts on Red's engines and electric motors? I like their engines. I have no experience with their electric motors. I haven't seen anything bad about them, but I would not give their 17.5 or 13.5 a try. If they're not winning any kind of 10-scale nationals, not your local club race, but if they're not winning a 10-scale national event, they are not worth your time for 17.5 or 13.5. What do you think? I am not one to know all that much about the red stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've heard from Joe that they're very good motors. They have very good motors. Yeah. But as, far, as far as their electronics, I, I haven't heard anything necessarily good about them. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything. Uh, I've seen a couple guys at the track with the A scale units, and they look good. And I'm guessing their ten scale mod stuff is fine. But like I said, rule of thumb: if you don't see them on top of your leaderboard at a national level event, at a real national level event, they're not worth your time. Probably not at that point. I mean, seventeen five and third, anything below a. 10.5 is high-level game that a lot of motor companies aren't willing to play. That is true. Uh, he's also wondering, thoughts on 21.5 buggy class? I'm starting to notice people that it, that's been racing for a good while going from 17.5 to 21.5. I feel 17.5 is becoming the new mod, per se, and 21.5 will become the new stock racing and will stop 21.5 from being the new entry level. <sighs> Here's the deal. The motors keep getting faster and faster and faster and faster. Back in the day, back when we started brushless, 13.5 used to be stock and 10.5 used to be super stock. This was back in the day. And then they started figuring out motors and quickly it moved to 13.5 as super stock and 17.5 as regular stock. 
Um, with the exception of like the hobby plex who builds big wide open layouts or um, SDRC, there's there's not much difference between seventeen five and and mod. Seventeen five is very close to mod. Um, Twenty one five should be the new stock, but I think it should be levels. I think twenty one five should be your intermediate, which again I believe that's what they do at the hobbyplex, at least on the carpet side. Twenty one five actually it's their quote unquote independent. And 17.5 should be expert stock. That's the way I look at it. Or maybe have a fixed timing motor for independent slash intermediate. Because 17.5 is becoming not too fast. I won't say too fast, but it's becoming borderline for a lot of people. Have you noticed? Well, you, that, have you, you got to think you're dropping. I mean, the Trinity Motors, you're dropping 125 bucks in just for a 17.5. <sighs> that's if you don't put the red rotor in. You put the red rotor in, that's another 73.99. Okay, well, there you go. You're almost at $200 for a yeah. stock motor that's supposed to be stock. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, look at the Holmberg stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's hand-picked, hand-tuned. I mean, you know, the motors cost, they're starting to cost a lot of money. Shit's getting expensive. So I don't know how they're getting away with it, though. Because a Roar Legal motor should not cost more than $149.99. But I could go on Trinity and buy a quote-unquote Roar Legal stock motor for $175. I don't know how they get around that rule. And I used to think fixed timing was the answer, but it's not. If you take the exact same hobby wing fixed timed motors, there's 17.5, there's a 2,000 RPM discrepancy between 10 motors. Dude, that's way too big. It is. But, you know, they're so mass produced, you can't get the accuracy out of them then. So I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I wish I did. Um, brushless wreck stock racing. The end. I really did. Um, John Shore is wondering, how stoked is Junior about the toy box officially going to AstroTurf? I'm super pumped. And after people try it out and get their vehicles tuned a little bit, they'll be super pumped also. It is a great option. It's a consistent option. I'm not. I'm telling you, man, guys got, not just you, but everybody needs to give it a try. Well, the thing of it is, do I, I mean, no, 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 nothing against a toy box at all. I mean, I love going there. I love racing there, but I'm not going to build two more cars. You don't need to build two more cars. God damn it. That's but what I've been telling do everybody. I, do I really want to? Do I really want to keep switching my setups back and forth? Here's what I've been telling everybody: Take your clay car before you even put sway bars on your two wheel. Drop it down to 16 millimeters and put a set of uh, AstroTurf tires on it, and then try it out, and then go from there. You 
probably won't have to do that much. And you're also talking to somebody that's a little faster around here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's not as different. You're with AstroTurf, you're way closer to clay, especially indoor AstroTurf where the sun's not beating on it and you're not getting the heat in it and all that stuff. AstroTurf is way closer to clay than it is to carpet. I, I'm not even joking, dude. Well, one day I'll have to put that theory to the test. Oh, you should, because now with my cars, I'm actually going to have to change my setup way more to go from carpet to AstroTurf than you would from clay to AstroTurf. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I'm going to have to put on the Exotech slipper locker instead of... I have the associated slipper locker on, uh-huh. but uh, the Exotech one, you can take it apart and put it together without splitting the transmission case. So I'm going to have to put the Exotech one on because you, you're going to need a slipper for the AstroTurf for sure. Um, Donald... Tolbert from Alaska used to be from the Duluth or Iron Range area of Minnesota, but he moved up to Alaska a few years back. Alaska, where it's always cold. Yeah, he's, I, dude, I, I do want to go spend time up there. It's beautiful up there. I just don't want to spend a winter up there. Hell no. No, he's. If he's, I'm going to go spend a winter somewhere, I'm going down south. Yes. Florida. Florida for winter, Alaska for summer. <laughs> Not even that. I'm going to fucking Louisiana. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Race cars, homie. Race yeah, cars. <laughs> sure, I, I get that, race cars, yeah. Uh, Donald Tolbert is wondering, battery question, charge rate for LCG Reedy 6000 LiPo. What are the max amps for charge and max amps for discharge? Batteries are going to be used for on-road 13.5 super stock car, uh, touring car on carpet. I'm going to give you two answers. Full send or no send? I'm going to give you the safe, roar, legal option. You charge it on, what do they call it, 2C? So that would be, so he's 6,000 milliamps. Allegedly, the charge and discharge is 12 amps. If you want to keep Aurora legal, and if that's what you feel safe doing, I won't go more than 12 amps. But if you're confident about your charging game, if you have a good charger and a really nice setup to do it, um, 35 amp charge, 35 amp discharge. Or, or... You charge your battery in a heated lipo bag, and it's very similar to discharging if you do that. So, yeah. Uh, what do you do? How, what do you do down? What do you do up? I do thirty down, forty up. Yeah. Or thirty down, thirty-five up, whichever yeah. one. Yeah, you're really. For me, you're really not. For my driving, you're really not gaining anything after 25 amps. But like I said, I do it faster because I'm charging a bunch of batteries. 
I mean, literally, I only have an eight-minute charge time on a battery before I got to get another one on and another and another and another. So, um, yeah, you're, you'll notice a difference when you bump amps. But if you don't want to, so let's say you charge at 12 amps and you need two marshals, charging at 35 amps isn't going to help you clean it up have a have a 97% consistency on your run and then bump your amps that's what i recommend all about consistency yeah i don't fucking have it i'm aggravated <laughs> practice practice I, practice practice i've been driving but the problem is, I've been driving my fist scale, and that drives way different than everything. Oh, yeah. But I love that fucking truck more than anything. I do. Well, why don't you go marry it, then? I'm gonna. Oh, man. Can I be the best man? Yep. It's going to be like a sister-wife situation. <laughs> the, oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the truck gets the main bed, and then we'll put Beth into the side room. and. <laughs> Do you ever watch those shows? Uh, my girlfriend Olivia will watch them when I. She'll be watching them when I walk in the house, and I'll tell her to turn that shit off because I don't want to sit there and listen to it. So there's a show called Seeking Sister Wives, and you know I I watch like five or ten minutes before it's like all right this is annoying shit but it, shut it off. But there's Seeking Sister Wives. There's like four or five couples. You got the oppressed religious man that claims he wants several wives for religious reasons. That's your average on those shows. But you got this other guy. His fetish is disgusting women. He's broke. He doesn't work. He collects these gross women to pay all the bills, and they all sleep in the... So normally with these sister-wife situations, they all sleep in separate beds, but not in this situation. They all sleep in the same bed. And he, during the entire episode, like the entire time he's on camera, it's a shit-eating grin from ear to ear. Like He's like, yeah, I figured the system out. <laughs> it's It's the most honest one out of that entire group. It really is. It's, I enjoy that guy. Um, I think we got one more question, which uh, actually works out because I got to go pick Joe three up here in a few minutes. Cam is wondering thoughts on the toy box going turf. Do you think more people are going to be on carpet or trying different racing in general off-road to on-road or even dirt guys to carpet mnrc series as a whole this summer turnout and tracks heydays a show stealer or another day trying to make rc look cool he said that's all he's got well on the first one cam i think the toy box is going to do well i think they're going to retain a good majority of their crowd, but I think they're going to gain a new crowd, but they are going to lose some. Because you got, you still got ignorant sons of bitches saying, well, if it ain't dirt, it ain't off. Die. Just die if that's your thought. 
No. You got to you got to make that uh that uh you got to make that a sound. Yeah. Yeah, I should, but I'm not going to. Uh, but <laughs> but seriously, just I get if you don't like carpet. Say, saying you don't like carpet is one thing. I I understand it. But saying, well, if it ain't dirt, it ain't off-road. Go marry your cousin, you brain-dead hick. Because um, there is a big difference between not liking something and then putting a wild general generalization like that up. Um, I think it's going to be good. I bet you will see sixty to eighty entries on their on their um, trophy races, and I bet we see forty to sixty on their point stays. What do you think? Maybe yeah, out there. Yeah, because we're dying for another Saturday spot to race. A lot of us carpet guys, we're dying for another Saturday spot race. And I'm also super pumped to be announcing um, once a month at Dollar Hobbies for their points races. Um, Still butthurt about that. Why? Long story. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of switching going on because... The state in general, we have one clay track left. And I bet that clay track is going to be busier than shit this winter. But also, a lot of people are going to see the writing on the wall that it's going carpet, man. It's all going carpet. Um, The MNRC series as a whole this summer, turnout and tracks. The turnout was actually up. By a few entries. I was happy about that. I think the um, introduction of 40 plus last year and the introduction of E-Truggy really helped out with that. What do you think? Yeah, the two extra classes helped a little bit, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to make Fiskill do this because, again, Tony Swenson and I have been talking we're going to have um, a spec fist scale similar to Thunder Road at the FTR series next year because Sean's cool with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he says he only needs five to make a class, which is a lot easier than the MNRC where you need eight to make a class. We stretch to come up with eight people that would run their fifth scale consistently that we can trust to be there. So FTR for sure next year, we're going to be running fifth scale. Um, the tracks were all, the only one I didn't go to was Duluth, but other than that, every track I saw was great. What do you think? Yeah. Everything this year was on the upside. Um, yeah. Did oh man, I wish you could have ran at Rick's. That was awesome. It really was. Big car sounded like more fun. I know, but you were you racing? No, I was helping. That's what kills me. Dude, I would race a big car over an RC car every day of the week. If you I mean for sure, 
I understand why Trent Fulmer hasn't been to the track at all. Even on weekends, he's not racing his late model. But, man, I know you're helping wrenching, and it's cool, but shit. That'd be tough not driving anything. My time will come soon. I know. And Cam is wondering, uh, also, heydays is a show stealer or another day trying to make RC look cool? I think the fist scales and the nitro buggies did their job. I think it was a show stealer. There's still a missing piece to that puzzle that I can't quite figure out. What do you think? I mean, you've been to heydays. What? Because uh, we change the format. All the racing's head up, heads up, and we do laps instead of time. So it's pretty easy to follow one thing i'd like to do is put big numbers on the car just because it's you know when i it sucks when i say the um tony sletton's in the lead he's got the white body with the orange decals it would be a lot easier to say the number one car of tony sletton is in the lead um what else do you think? Uh, you've raised, sir. Do you think it's missing something, or do you think we just need a couple more people? Are you there, Joey? Sorry, I muted myself for a second. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it needs, it does, it definitely needs more people. Uh, I think if there was two full classes, it may be a little bit bigger of a track. It would, you know, kind of bring the aspect of that whole purpose to it. The tracks, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's yeah, it's awesome to be there. Yeah, we talked about that this year, and a bigger track might happen. It's a little wider this year. Okay. And a bigger track might happen next year because they might move the road next to the track. And it might move us closer to the vendors. Hmm. Might. These are all mites. So, anyway. Yeah, man. That's about... um. That covers everything, unless there's anything else you wanted to hit. Because I got to go pick up Joe 3 from Karate. I mean, nothing else I really want to hit other than the fact that... Uh... I will be at Attitude Raceway this weekend running some old cars. Oh, really? Cool, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll be at uh, Thunder Road at the trophy race um, Saturday. Race in fist scale. I'll be in Walpin, Wisconsin, racing RC oval cars. What car do you, did you get your truck built, your SCT? Fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> you find actually, parts? as as we were sitting here, I I I put that in bags. I I don't even feel like putting that together. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, did you find the couple parts you needed though? I did find those parts. Yes, that's good. That's always a tough part because it's all it's all SAE threads instead of metrics, so it's always yeah. tough making things even work. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, I'm Joe Zer Jr., and with me was Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Deuces. <laughs>